Second Corinthians chapter five. And we'll read from verse 18. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to him through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we employ you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word and we thank you for your presence with us. And Father, this workers' uh, summit, we are asking for the increase of the anointing of your spirit. Father, that we might hear from your very throne. Father, we pray that each session that we have, your word will come forth quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, in this session we pray that you will ignite it with your spirit so that there is life. And where there's life, Father, open our hearts to hear your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we recognize without you we can do nothing. So help us to hear and help us to speak. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I want to uh, share with you, I was sort of struggling on an appropriate uh, title for this, um, and I called it Reconciliation. But interestingly, the scripture says the ministry of reconciliation. But I think the, um, probably the title that sort of really fits in with this envisioning weekend is, um, you know, where we're pursuing vision, okay? We're pursuing vision uh, this year. So what I want to entitle this is Pursuing the Ministry of Reconciliation. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pursuing the Ministry of Reconciliation. Now, the word reconciliation, according to the dictionary, is the act of causing two people to become friendly again. Um, to become friendly again after an argument or disagreement. I read it again. The act of causing two people to become friendly again after an argument or disagreement. Now, it's very clear the two people we're talking about is God and man, okay? And uh, respectfully, uh, you know, I said two people. I said God. God is not a people, person, man, if you understand what I mean, okay? But the two parties, that's it, the two parties being God and man. Now, there are two Greek words, okay, that um, kind of like give us a bit of an explanation what this word reconciliation means, okay? Um, if you're going to follow me with the notes, unfortunately, I'm not going to go according to the notes, 
because they're totally changed, all right? So um, perhaps, you know, you can try and pick out bits. There's two Greek words. The first, the first one is katalasso. Katalasso. Turn to your neighbor and say katalasso. Now tell them you're speaking Greek. <laughs> now katalasso means to change from to change from enmity or disharmony to friendship and harmony or to reconcile. To change from enmity or disharmony to friendship and harmony or to be reconciled. And there's another word which is katalage. This means to change one person towards another. To change one person towards another. So the further meaning is this, where the person being man is changed towards God in order for restoration, okay? Reconciliation is a process of salvation whereby God brings man into argument, um, into, sorry, not argument, <laughs> into agreement and harmony with himself, okay? He restores fellowship and unity with that man or person, and there is restored peace, okay? Romans 5 verse 8 says this, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we just lay this foundation now about reconciliation being a very powerful process by which God reconciles man to himself. Okay? Now, now we got all that technical bit out. Here it is. All that we're doing, all the singing, the ministerial training course, the AV guys, the sound, the ushering, everything we do, all the departments that you're in, all the work that you do, that you've been doing from the beginning of the year or from the beginning of when this ministry started, I want to say to you, everything points towards this ministry in the heart of God, which is the ministry of reconciliation. Everything we are doing is about God fulfilling his passion for man. And even in this workers' meeting, okay, and there's very few of us, and we, we might have different thought patterns about this day. You know, some may say, well, I don't really want to go because it's not for me. Or I don't want to go on time because I've got too much to do. Or to be honest with you, um, I want to hang out with friends or I want to uh, do this and that. So I'm not going to come to the prayer meeting yesterday. But let me tell you something, the prayer meeting, the prayer meeting and the warring in the spirit and crying unto the spirit of God, etc. And today, you sitting here in front of me, going on, it's all because we are sharpening this ministry called the Ministry of Reconciliation. And I believe God wants us to pursue this ministry. Not just on an individual basis, but as a unit, as a, as a, as a church. And by, by church, I'm talking the community of CLF. Why? You have to understand, the state of man is so bad, so depraved, it's so low, it's so far from God, that God calls the man an enemy. 
But not only that, man calls God an enemy. When you look at the scriptures, you will see how man became alienated. He became separated because of his state of sin. Here it is. It is not God who changes for man. It is man who changes for God from his depraved state. Do you know man is unwilling to serve God? He doesn't care about God's government. He doesn't, he doesn't care about loving God. He doesn't care about pursuing God. He, he seeks his own pleasure, pursues everything that satisfies himself. That's the condition of man, base, low, depraved. And God wants to fellowship with man but cannot because of these barriers, because of these obstacles. And it pains God. And God, having uh, uh, foreseen and foreknowledge, did something quite unique, began to plan a, and strategize this process by which he can get man who was now estranged, who was now alienated, who was now, who was now cut off, to, to get man to fellowship with him. The state of man. And I'm laboring this point because... The ministry of reconciliation is such that you and I as workers have to recognize everything we do points to it. So as a result of that, we live our lives a certain way. We connect with God a certain way. We pursue God in fasting and, and, and praying in a certain way. We, we fellowship with him in the word. We, we cause the word to bring us into a place of holiness and, and righteousness. Why? Because we ourselves need to be uh, in a continued, uh, how can I put it, state of reconciliation and fellowship with the living God. Because God hates sin. God hates it with a passion. Sin is such, it's a stench in God's nose. The Bible says light cannot fellowship with darkness. The Bible said, if I have considered iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. And in order for us to function properly in this ministry, we need connection. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be connected with the living God. The condition of man is bad. And right now, can you imagine, here you and I, we're trying to outreach, we're trying to evangelize, we're trying to share the gospel. We go to somebody, and that individual has no interest in God, doesn't care about his government, doesn't want to hear what you're saying, totally is rejecting you, but because they're your friend or your family, they, they will be nice to you. And they will endure your, your, your preaching. And then, just to affirm in your heart and your mind where they are at, they'll say, that's good for you. And, and here's the other one, I'm happy for you. Huh? Now imagine such an individual and without the move of God in that person's life, that person is eternally separated from the Lord. It's not God's will that anybody should perish, but all should have everlasting life. So this ministry of reconciliation is such that even as Paul said it, even said this, he said, he said uh, it's been given to us. And then later on, I believe it's in verse 19, it talks about the word of reconciliation. You and I preaching the word, letting the word do its work. 
Why? Because a man in his depraved state who doesn't care about God, not interested in God, he's unwilling to respond, needs the power of God to ignite that person's spirit, to cause his eyes to be open, to see the marvelous gospel of the, of the salvation in Christ Jesus. And so therefore, we need to partner with God in this ministry. We need to. And I believe as this year, if we continue to pursue this aspect of our ministry in our lives, not only, only will we be fulfilled, but we would be honoring the most high God. But most of all, we'll be saving many people from, a, from an eternity in hell. We'll be saving many people there are different stories that we've heard about people who have died and they've come back because the Lord allowed it such. There was um, many stories that Sharon has, 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 you know, been telling me, you know, sharing with me. Philip, this is what I heard. Listen, and then we discuss it. And there was one powerful one where there was this gentleman who was a gangster and this gangster was just doing his own thing. But his mom was a believer, a serious praying woman. Serious. And she would pray for her son. Pray for her son. He was a proper gangster who would uh, uh, do contract killings. Who would make sure he uh, uh, um, advances the cause of his, 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 uh, his mafioso gang. This was in South America. And then one day, what happened was, um, his... His comrades called him to this meeting, came to this place, and he didn't know, but they were framing him for something. And after framing him, there was a penalty. And in that world, the penalty is death. So after they went through everything, and he's kept on saying, no, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, they just shot him numerous times. I think it was about six times or so. Shot him here, here, shot him in the eye. Shot him everywhere. He lay dead. And then the story is this. He goes down into this dark place and then he finds himself entering hell. And as he's entering in, people who he had killed, people he had dealt with who were in hell were saying, yes, you also deserve this place. It's because of you. That's why I'm here. And they were just... Um, uh, contorting and saying all kinds of things in their pain and discomfort. It is you. Yeah, thank God. And then he's thinking, oh my goodness, what is going on? Why? And then he's just, he's just there. And then suddenly, a bright light shines upon him as they were preparing him to take him into some, some uh, prison, some cage, something. Shines upon him. And then he begins to rise up. And as he's going up, he, he hears these people say, no, it's not fair. He deserves to be here. He's just as bad as us. In fact, he's worse than us. No, it's not fair. This is unjust. This is not right. And as he was going up, the Spirit of God spoke and said, let me tell you something. The reason why you are coming out of this place is because your mother prayed. If it wasn't because of your mother 
who was praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, you deserve this place. And the only reason I'm saving you is because of your mother's word that penetrated into the third heaven to my throne. This man comes up. Comes up, he does. And then he's in the morgue. And they thought he was dead. But then they saw some movements, and then they ran out. <laughs> and then they came back, and they realized it, and then they sort of cleaned him up. Now he goes around preaching the gospel. And guess what he does? He said, listen, this is where I was at. He'll lift up his shirt, and he'll show you the bullet wounds. He'll take out his glass eye, and he will show you where the bullet had penetrated the eye, shattering the eye. And I believe it either went through or the, the, the bullet is still lodged in his brain. I don't know. The ministry of reconciliation was in motion in this mother's life. The ministry of reconciliation was operating as she went on her knees and as she cried out unto the living God, save my son, redeem my son, save my son. He deserves to go to hell, but Lord, it's your will that none should perish. Brothers and sisters, we are workers because of this thing. And that's why it is very right for you and I to pursue this vision, the vision that is on this house, to plant many churches in all the different countries in the world and in different cities and in different towns. It is right because this is the ministry of reconciliation, causing man to be restored back unto God. Can I hear a good amen? amen? Yes. The condition of man is serious. That is why we mustn't joke with prayer meetings. That is why we mustn't joke with, with uh, evangelism training. That is why we mustn't joke about how we live. Because how we live is very important. And the connection with God is seriously important because God then imparts an anointing upon us. That anointing breaks into our lives. Very important. And then as you and I, we sharpen the skill of evangelism. We then go to an individual, speak a few words, and then they give their heart to the Lord. Or we are in our unique callings and in our unique giftings. I was reading a story about this person who was a scientist. And they didn't believe in the Lord at all. In fact, they were practicing atheists, but they wouldn't have said it. And he just thought this whole creationism is a load of baloney. Don't worry, I wasn't going to swear. <laughs> load of baloney. And what happened was, he went to this meeting and he thought, right, good, I'm going to use this opportunity to make a fool of this guy. And this guy, anointed scientist, who is, who is walking in the spirit of God, this, 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 this um, academic was able to break down evolution and show you where it is a lie. Was able to, to, to stand. Um, honestly, that's not me. That's not me. He was able to stand very firm in the truth of God's word. And even use science to prove about creationism. And use science to prove or disprove evolution. When this guy heard and everything, he was like, oh, this is serious. And then a friend of his said, listen, I want you to have breakfast with this guy. So he said, okay, good. I'm going to release, fire some questions. I'm going to deal with this guy. Yes, he had some good argument. Now one-on-one, -on -one, we'll see. 
He brought, he brought the questions. One, two, three. This anointed man of God who is a powerful scientist just answered the questions. Ha, pa, pa, pa. You know, I wish I could do that, you know. You know, sometimes people bring some heavy questions, you know. People come and they bring some heavy questions. I look at them and say, no, don't worry. The Lord loves you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm still praying for you. Yeah, I haven't, because I haven't got, I haven't got a good answer. I want to be sharp, amen. I want to be sharp in the word. And I want to be sharp in facts. So that my personal ministry of reconciliation is powerful. And this man's one was powerful. And he dealt with all the questions. And as a result of that, this man gave his heart to the Lord. And he's now thankful. Thankful for the word. Why did I share that story? There are many workers here. Yes, you have an individual job within the church. And it's good. Please continue. Because it's important. But also, there's a ministry you're carrying, unique ministry. A unique ministry you're carrying where it's given to you because you will bring a unique expression of this ministry of reconciliation. You bring a unique expression of outreaching and evangelism. You carry it. Some, it to be music. Some, it to be writing books. There was one man, as a result of his books, this person came to faith in Jesus Christ. Out of books. So those of you who are writers, write. Write. Let the Spirit of God anoint and empower you. Some of you, there, there is a prophetic mantle. And the power of God flows in you. You can use that to reach people. To fulfill your ministry of reconciliation. Turn to your neighbor and say, fulfill your ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. I remember a story that Prophet Anno gave. He was on a plane. And he sat next to one gentleman. And, uh, you know, they began to, you know, just chat just share, um, you know, basic pleasantries. And then the prophetic stirrings came. And he began to have words for this man. And he began to give him prophetic utterances. And then began to share with him. He was speaking things into this man that only God could know. He was calling the man this name that only his wife knows. It's a pet name. Hmm? Who's got pet names for their wives and husbands? Hmm? Like Coco. And um, yeah, you're laughing. Something, hey, Coco. Hey. Hey. Huh? Hi, squirrel. Hey. hey. I like your bushy tail. Hey. Listen. Called him this pet name. Pet name. And he said, what? and this name, when the husband was leaving, you know, was saying bye-bye to the wife, she called him that. And he said, wow. And he began to inquire about the Lord. And, and I believe Prophet Anubik led him to the Lord. On the plane. On the plane. On the plane. On the plane. Begin to stir the music that's in you. Sharon. Begin, continue to stir that music in you. Because I, I feel that what you got years ago, about this music, you need to pursue it. it. hasn't died. Pursue it. God can use that for you to go to places where we can't go. Do you understand? 
go there, jank and jank and jank and jank. Shit, doors open. Doors open. I'll come in with the Bible. Thus said the Lord. They just shut the door on me. You just bang, jank, 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 open. So I want to encourage you. Pursue that. Just felt to say that to you. There are ministries here. There are unique ministries here, unique expressions. As a worker, unique expressions inside of you. I want to encourage you. It's there. You, you, you sense it. Some of them is dormant. You don't have a clue. I want you to begin to, to excavate and dig. Seek God. Get close to him. He will speak to you and reveal to you what you carry. Amen. The ministry of reconciliation. And I just feel that the Lord wants us to be reminded of this mandate. And that is why we've been hearing over a period of time about the Great Commission and fulfilling it. We've been hearing it. We've been hearing it. And I believe that maybe this year the Lord wants us to probably shift forward in the area of evangelism and outreach. Shift forward. Move forward. That's why I was so encouraged about the Alpha course that um, um, I believe Kojo and, and his team had started and it's going really well because that is an avenue to allow him and the team to express the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Do you know the scripture says in uh, verse 20, apologies, I've got so many scriptures, but I've just been yapping on, forgive me. Verse 20 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be, recon re be reconciled unto God. We are ambassadors of Christ. The apostle Paul was speaking not just to the Corinthian church, but he was speaking to the body of Christ about this ambassadorial role that every believer carries and, and, and every ministry carries. The word ambassador in the Hebrew is malak, which means messenger. There's also another word which has the meaning of to go, okay, or to dispatch as a deputy. Um, so it's specifically a messenger of God. In the Greek, it's presubio, which is, it, it, and this is interesting, it means to be a senior, to be a senior. And you think, well, what was that got connected? It's really talking about that office is a very high office, a high office that must be really honored because a senior, certainly in a cultural context, had to be highly respected. And we see that very much in, our, in a lot of cultures um, around the world and certainly even our um, African culture. We respect our elders and we have to because that's part of the culture. But certainly when he's talking about here, it's a very, it's a high office, this ambassadorial role. 
And, and even specifically in the New Testament, it is a representative of Christ. So a representative of Christ holds a very high office, Peter. And this office is highly respected. But you have to understand a little bit more about the ambassador role so that you can get what it is we carry and what it is we're meant to be doing. An ambassador has to deliver a message, okay, to, uh, to, to another person to, or to another group. And they mustn't do any more than what they've been instructed. They, they, their job is to explain and to enforce. They, they, it's not about them having personal gain. Do you understand? And, and we see it in a body of Christ where there are many men of God, many ambassadors who for them, they want to cash in. The ministry is an opportunity to cash in. So much so that there are people in the world or people who are religious and observed how church goes on. You know what they do? I remember years ago when I was, um, uh, when I was, I was on a particular job and I, I, I was uh, doing some decorating and there was this guy who was a carpenter and we got talking. He was, uh, he was, uh, um, he was, he was, uh, he was a Jamaican. Nice Jamaican, nice Jamaican. Yeah. And um, his, 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 his accent was, was quite rich. And so I just mirrored it. So we were talking, you know. And we were talking. I said, yeah, man, yeah. I said, no, bruh, 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 bruh. I'm telling you, if you were there, you, wouldn't, you have to ask us to put subtitles to understand what we were saying. But listen to this. He said this, because I, I began to share with him, you know. The Apostle Paul said, we should be all things to all men, okay? Be all things to all men. And so, you know, I began to just, you know, go into the lingo, and I was trying to share the gospel with him. And he was just, he wasn't having it, wasn't interested. In fact, guess what he was interested in? He said, listen, man, let, let me tell you something. I'm going to open up a church. I said, what? You don't even believe it. He said, no, nah, man, there's enough money in it. <laughs> enough money. Me have a friend that have two churches. Come and see him car in him yard. <laughs> see it there? You have two churches, man, open up, man. You don't have to worry about carpentry. I keep bashing my finger with a hammer. You understand? <laughs> So it go. And I was, I was shocked. I had no comeback for him. Because he was serious. There are ambassadors who are cashing in. There are ambassadors where it's about the money. It's not about what is on God's heart. The restoration of man. 
It's, it's, you see, because on God's heart, he wants to break the barrier, break the obstacles. You know, you see, God wants to be consistent with who he is, but at the same time, he wants to redeem man. So he knows he hates the sin. He wants man to be upright. He wants man to observe his laws and uphold his government. And so what God has to do, God has to still, he has to judge the sin. He has to. And so he takes the sin of man and he puts it on his son. Removing the enmity. Removing the, 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 that partition. And that is why brothers and sisters, we're called repairers of the breach. And I believe that this is a word for us. We are repairers of the breach. We are about restoring people unto the Lord. And so an ambassador is not about money. That's not about that. It's about an individual who is sent out by God. And what he does is he represents God as if God is there in that place. Why do you think the Lord Jesus said this? The things that I say, I do not say of myself. But it's what I've heard. What I see and what I've heard, that's what I'm sharing. Because remember, God used Jesus, who was a representation of God. Because the word says this. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus now leaves. And he releases his church, his body. And is this. When the world sees us, they must see Christ. And what the Lord did, our Father Redeem the world through Christ. And so here it is. God is imploring us. He's pleading with us. He's urging us to get on board of the mandate he's released upon us so that he can use us and operate through us so we can be ambassadors, sent ones to represent him. So we don't stand of our own. But what he says, when we stand, it's as if God is standing. When we're operating, it's like Jesus is operating. That is why we have to get our lives right. That is why we have to pursue God in praying and fasting. That is why collectively we should be coming to the prayer meetings. Forgive me, I'm not trying to whip us, or maybe I am. But listen, we are in serious times. Well, the world looks like it's about to turn upside down with all kinds of calamities. And God is looking for his ambassadors. He's looking for his sent ones. He's looking for the ones who will represent him. We are ambassadors of Christ. We make him known. We negotiate with man. We, we, we tell man what God is saying. We don't mix what God says. We say exactly what God is saying. And that is why we stick to the word. Because the power is in the word. And as we bring them the word, we don't worry about how it looks or how we look. We bring the word. And as we bring the word, we let the spirit of God operate in man. Why? Because we're ambassadors. Ambassadors, sent ones. The Bible says it's the spirit of God that draws men unto the Father. And so we have to urge people. We compel people. And I just got to feel that, you know, this whole area of praying and fasting, we need to rise up to that. Rise up to that because we need to be men on fire as we prayed yesterday. Men and women on fire. We need to be full of God. Full of his power. 
so that we just, we just speak boo and then people are, are slain in the spirit or people are running to know where you fellowship. Because they say you have the words of life. Ambassadors. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am an ambassador. We urge people. It is God who speaks. We say things under authority. And so brothers and sisters, I want to stop there. This is what I want to share with you. That this year, let us pursue the ministry of reconciliation. Both individually and corporately. Let us get into the closet room. The place of prayer and press in to the throne room of God. You know, the Bible says, and I'll end with this, Isaiah 61 verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me, the sent one, the ambassador. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim, to preach, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And this great treasure we have in earthen vessels. Let's stand to our feet.